CNN Marketing Confidential. Welcome back to Entertainment Marketing Confidential, a podcast where we talk about all those amazing things related to brands and entertainment. I'm your host, Daphne. <sighs> Judging from the silence, my co-host Craig is out of town, which makes me very sad. However, as always, I'm joined by our producer, Eric. Aloha. See, I mixed it up. Yeah, right? How was your weekend? Um, it, it was fine. It was a lot of kids and... Germs. And germs. And my fiance started her uh, observations at elementary school and uh, she just started getting sick. So Wait, did she bring those kids home with her or are they family? No, well, okay. The ones at over the weekend were family. The ones on Friday were just work kids. Oh. That's so, a lot of kids. It's a lot of kids. So. A lot of kids. <laughs> well, today, you don't have to just listen to Eric and I discuss how germy children are. We have a special guest in the studio. Kate, say hello. Hi, everyone. How are you? How was your weekend? Well, I was sick, too. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was tons yes. of fun. Destiny, you're in the right room. Yeah. Awesome. I'm very excited about this, but I wash my hands. Wash your hands, people. Completely healthy now. Don't worry. So, Kate, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, everyone. Let's Hi, see. Kate. Daphne and I met when we were about 12. Uh-huh. We've worked together coming on 15 years now. I thought we met in prison. Well, we don't talk about that. That's true. Yes, yes, we met in sixth grade. Yes, no. Uh, we, uh, we met about 15 years ago. So, Kate, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you are an event expert? Well, I was raised in Los Angeles in a film production family, and my work in events actually started when I was in high school. I worked for the local caterer, and I worked for the local party planner. What type of events did you guys cater? We did private events, a lot of bar mitzvahs, a lot of bat mitzvahs, birthday parties, weddings. Yeah, but you're here in Southern California. Like, how many were industry-related, even at that time? A lot were industry-related. Let's say the clientele... Few names you would know. Ooh, yeah, and some were just private events. Matt Dillon. <laughs> he keeps coming up like every episode for no, some reason. No, Matt Dillon wasn't there. <laughs> Matt Dillon wasn't there. Um, but a lot Must of names you Dillon. would know. Okay. Yeah. Now from there, when you went to college, what did you major in? I majored in film studies, which was history and theory. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of research papers. I knew I wanted to go into film. Originally, I wanted to be a first assistant director. Okay. And that was my main goal. Summer vacations were getting jobs as set PAs and okay. building my hours and... and uh, Doing the needful. Doing the needful. Okay. Exactly. So you started out planning, a, say, catering and working events. Mm-hmm. And then you pursued a degree in entertainment. What was your first, let's say, job slash career move after college? After college, I was a key set production assistant, Mm -hmm. and then I went on to work for an A-list producer-director team. Okay, we have to go back to, what's the A-list, wait, what was the the key assistant? Key Key set production assistant. What is that? You work with the assistant directors. Okay. And you're doing everything. You're the first one there. Ah, here we go. What's an assistant director? Assistant director runs the set. Meaning like the physical production side or the camera work or physical production, they're um, doing the scheduling of where you're shooting and when. Um, so they do the call sheets, call sheets and all the stuff pertaining and to production reports and they run the set for the director. Also stands for associate dick because they're the bad guy on set. Oh, they, really? They're the one who cracks the whip to make they sure everyone's in line. Crack the whip. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's a stressful job. They have the... They have to actually execute this. They yes. have to figure out how you're getting there, where you're shooting, and then... Keeping if, everything on time, um, on schedule. For anyone listening, Google Call Sheet. They yeah. are fascinating, fascinating pieces of paper. Yeah. They tell you where you're shooting, and then all the actors have little numbers assigned to them. They're not actually a name. They tell you who's catering. They give you everyone's phone numbers. There's a plethora of information on these yep. things. But, it tells okay. everybody what they need to be prepared for so for the day. So that's what the AD does. Yep. They give that schedule. So they, you work for this. Explains a lot about you and your personality yep. and why you were good at that. They give that schedule and then they keep it on schedule through the day. Oh my god! It's telling everybody where they need to be and what they need to do on a given Does day. Does this explain a lot? Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so if, if you're the prop master, let's say mm-hmm. on the call sheet, it's telling you what scenes are filming, and you know what you need to be prepared for. Yeah. You know you have to bring the rubber chicken, the inflatable bed, and <laughs> exactly. some Pepsi. Exactly. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they're also throughout the day working on the production report, which <sighs> is the bible of what happened during the day. Everything. Oh my God. Everything. Could you imagine? That's reported <laughs> back to the studio. It's yep. a stressful job. Yes, it's the I mean, most stressful you job. You really have to be on point. Okay, so that's associate director. Then you went to go work for. Assistant an, director. Oh, okay. Yep. Assistant Excuse director. me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then she went to go work for a producer. I worked for a producer director team and I did everything for them as well first one on the film last one's off the film so we were scouting location hiring our crew how, what were we going to do where were we going to do it then how you we do, do it, it and then you wrap it yep oh my god okay so yep. for anyone who's interested in career in entertainment yeah be a pa oh always always work for a producer do whatever you can because there's so much you could learn okay so that gets you into production and entertainment now, when did PR hop into it? Because I know from experience, PR was always related in that job with the mm-hmm. producer director, and so were events. I was their face. So anybody that was coming on set to visit and say hello, whether it be an actor that happened to be coming by, whether it was a studio executive, guests of the talent, I was their, their okay. first face. Their and you had to hold their hand. And, and I held their hand. And, you know, just being the, the face in the front of things, um, events played into it as well. Anything we were planning for the crew. Uh, uh, okay. Okay, like rap parties. Rap parties. Birthday parties. Birthday parties. Anything during the week if we were doing something special. What about cast and crew screenings, that type of thing? No, because that would usually be handled by the studio. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anything pertaining to our end of things of scheduling I was involved in. Okay, so after that, what was your next big career move? Next big career move, I stayed in film, but I left physical production. Mm -hmm. I wanted a bit more stability. Okay. And I went into post-production, specifically at the beginning, visual effects. Okay. And I was working at a visual effects company, and I was working for the executive who ran the company. And with that, I was the PR coordinator. I planned our events. I kept everything on schedule. So you can see a bit of a pattern here. Yeah, I see the build. I see the build. And backing up just a little bit through this time, I was still still a few years out of college working for the caterer I originally started working with. Okay. And when I would do a couple side events here and there, people that needed help, autograph sessions or what have you. Um, when the PR work started to ramp up with that company, that's when I went back to school. Okay. I went to UCLA mm-hmm. for their PR program and did media writing and 
okay. classes here and there. Um, and I was the liaison between, we had an external PR firm briefly, but other than that, I was the liaison for any trade publications that were doing stories on something we were working on at the time. I was planning our eternal events. I was still doing client services. Like I did in production, I was the face of anybody that came to visit the facility. Uh, where are you currently working and what is what are you doing with events at that company? I am currently working at a company called Propaganda Gem, mm-hmm. where I'm senior vice president, and I oversee our top-tier event sponsorships. Okay. Now, before we go deep into that, because I think the way we're going to have this conversation, we're going to come back to specifics, but to kind of bring everyone up to speed. So we talk about product placement. We talk about brand integration. Um, We're going to get into talent and other aspects of just how brands can participate in entertainment. And today, as we keep mentioning, we're going to be talking about events. Kate, can you talk a little bit about the, just so we're all on the same page, what are some of the various entertainment industry events? Well, I think a lot of people would be aware of award season. Oh, which are what's the that? awards seasons, the main events of the year, which culminate in the Academy Awards, the Oscars. Um, they start usually late fall with okay. some nominations, a few, you know, there's sort of a, a, an argument of when they actually start. Do they start with Toronto? Do they, you know, start with Telluride? Oh, that's a good point. But you, it feels like they never end because we know we have Emmys in September and right. then we have all this other stuff and then they get into... Like Spirit Awards. Exactly. What's the People's Choice Awards? Writers Guild. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything kind of doesn't stop. And then now we're coming up on Nickelodeon, you know. Yeah. But the the main season is late fall. Okay. It's when the Academy starts releasing the films that Uh, they're pushing for promotion of. You have the Spirit Award nominations. Okay. And then you go through the season. You've got all the guilds have their individual awards. Writers Guild, Producers Guild, Directors Guild, Costume Designer Guild, you name it. They're all leading up to Oscar. The main event. The main event. Like It's like tax season. That's like yep. April 15th for accountants. Yep. Okay, so that's your season. Um, what about events that are not award related? Like what are some of the other things that happen around entertainment? You think like with video games and, or, I mean, you know, you're going to chime in on this one. Like what are some of the other things we see throughout You've, the year? Throughout the year, you've got premieres Mm -hmm. you've got festivals film music okay uh you have various other awards Mm -hmm. you mentioned the emmys Mm -hmm. people's choice daytime emmys you always have after parties you have in-store events Mm -hmm. you have private events whether they're dinners their birthday parties you have sporting events you have gifting lounges i mean there's a plethora and we think the trade shows so we have like auto shows You've got and fashion then week. something You've... that begins with an E or something downtown LA every year. Maybe mm, E3. I don't know. Something oh, E3 gaming. is yeah. It, yeah, E3 is the big game. Um, <laughs> That's the setup for Eric Keezer, yeah. <laughs> resident gamer. Somewhere Craig's cringing, going, ah! Do, uh, do events all also cover the, uh, the show and tells we talked about before? No. No, okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, no, no, no. Gotcha. Like, this is something, if you look at, if you put together a 360 of how a brand could kind of navigate around the entertainment space. I mean, we kind of started with that product and content, um, a brand making noise about the product and content with a promotion. And sometimes, you know, sometimes a brand comes in and doesn't necessarily want to be in content. They just want to sort of leverage, say, 
the brand values of the event. Like it'd be pretty cool, you know, to do something with, uh, like for example, like Spirit Awards. You know, independent Spirit Awards is that kind of wild, wild west of filmmaking. So if you have a brand that really fits that DNA, it's the perfect place for them to sort of really partner with something that embodies what the brand stands for. So between, you know, when we talk about kind of the 360, like I, I think I personally do the most with like a premiere because that always seems to be the extension of after the promotion. And then a lot with, I would say auto shows because I've worked on so many auto partnerships, that kind of pre-communication plan where they have talent or some kind of activity at the auto show to help publicize. So Events could either be, let's make some PR, make some noise, because you think how many of these events are televised globally, mm-hmm. are picked up, you know, on different magazines, and then especially now with social media, with the talent just sharing, sharing, sharing. It's such a great opportunity to get in front of eyeballs. Exactly. And, and the main question always, what are your brand goals? What exactly. are your marketing needs? Why do an event? Which event? Which is your favorite? Uh, wait, hold on. What's your favorite to observe from an outsider? My favorite to observe from the outsider is always Oscar. Okay. It's the ultimate. Okay. It's so the, like, which part of it? All of it. Okay. It's a, a growing up, it was a holiday in our home. Yeah. You know, it, it yeah. used to be end of March on a Monday night. I was allowed to leave school early. Yeah. You know, and everything that went around it, the food we brought in, watching the red carpet, and, and that hasn't changed. It's kind of interesting how, if you go back, was it two or three years ago with the phone and Ellen, mm-hmm. like how brands are starting to creep into the telecast a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Golden Globes are always just so much fun because you have film and TV there and they drink. Oh, and the champagne on the tables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say any event where you drink is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, okay. Speaking of these events, like what, what are the opportunities for brands to get involved at these events? Under a sponsorship umbrella, it, it again, it's what are your brand goals? Mm-hmm. Is it logo exposure? Is it product on site? Is it sampling? Is it gifting? Is it interaction with talent? Is it photographs with talent you can use in your markets? Is it VIP hospitality? Is it press? Ah, is okay. It, so it kind of depends what they're looking to do and also mm-hmm. probably what their budgets are. Absolutely. You know, if Absolutely. you go in saying, oh, I want all these things, you have $10, it probably won't work. No. But I think we keep kind of coming back to, I think the important thing is to find an event that matches. Exactly. You know, sort of the brand values. And I'm partial to participating in or attending and enjoying and experiencing. I love Guild Awards because it's sort of the best in a particular area, like costume. Mm-hmm art direction, Mm -hmm. directors voting for their own. Mm -hmm. So I really, 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 really like those shows. And supporting a community. Yeah. And they're not something to your brand. And they're not overly branded. Like the brands that are there go deep and they have a natural connection to that community, which I always like. And it it depends if it's, if it's a brand that wants a lot of outward facing exposure, there's Mm -hmm. certain guild awards that aren't going to give you that. To yeah. be honest, that's true. It depends on what they want to do. Do you want to support a community and do something authentic exactly. and build brand fans and build, I guess, build a relationship? That is key. Yeah. Versus key. I just need eyeballs. That is key. Yeah. Because there's other events that might be receiving more exposure. True. But yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're supporting your community, there's a lot to be said inherently about that. It's, yeah. it's organic and it, it means something. And you think for exposure, I mean, obviously you have the Oscars, but things like, comic-con you know there's so many places you know south by southwest coachella like there's all like 
there's so many great ways for brands to get involved in an event and to do something. Now, don't get me wrong, putting a logo on step and repeat, um, that's the press wall where it says Daphne, 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 Daphne all over it and mm-hmm. talent stands in front of it. Um, I like when there's that sampling opportunity or if a car gives a ride, because there's something about experiencing the brand absolutely, versus just paying for a logo. Absolutely. Because anyone can pay for a logo. And you look at some f- film premieres. It's like, why the hell are like, you there? Exactly. <laughs> that makes no damn exactly. sense. Exactly. <laughs> can, can, um, can I ask, because you brought up South by Southwest, yeah. what, what happened? South by Southwest was canceled because yeah. of the uh, coronavirus scares. What do brands do at this point? Would they already invested time or money into this? Like, you what's eat it. the. Well, that's the thing. I was talking with a brand contact this morning. Um, Indian Wells was just canceled. Mm-hmm. And there's talk of it being rescheduled. Um, but this is also territory that we haven't really necessarily been in well, before. Brands kind of have. We haven't. Well, we haven't. Well, here's but, the thing. You know, it's, it's similar. Now, this is getting shifted. It's not even a word. Because of a virus, a mm-hmm. health concern. I mean, I've been on films where we've had a partnership where the studio just goes, This is true. You know, we're not releasing December. We're going to release it early in May. And you're like, But the budgets are set. And when you have a promotion, you think it's how many territories worldwide? It's not just the US yeah. and Europe. And then you have the creative. They've already bought their media. They Bond's have going through slotted. that right now. Exactly. I mean, so, Daniel Craig hosted Saturday Night Live this weekend. Um, Santa Modesto, amazing. Yeah. Um, the you know, so I think brands are used to it. Um, I think with something like to go off point for yeah. a bit, it's it's such a big undertaking to partner with. It's one of those where you just pull it, suck it up, and move it. Like yeah. it's just because you've already spent fifty million on your promotion. They actually you know said what? that there's it's a fifty million dollar marketing loss already. Just yeah. moving it, and it's still happening. But it's they're gonna still going to pay it, yeah. and they're just going to move it, and it's going to yeah. be fine. And then all the press, when eventually everyone's going to re-release the articles. So I think when it's something by South by Southwest, I think brands sort of are used to it. Yeah, you and just can't stop. Is it's there insurance? Is there a insurance? For the, what about the promoter, or the organizer? They do, but something like this, I would imagine they're just renegotiating for the next year. You just cancel it. I mean, it. it's going to be a loss and... and write it off. Uh, it's a write off. You just got to, you have to. And you don't want to be the event where 2,000 people got the coronavirus. No. You know what I mean? The negative PR, it's better. Like you go back to, think of other disasters. Tylenol, you weren't born yet. But when we were itty bitty kids, people were dying from Tylenol. Of course, now we find out someone actually tampered with the bottles before the boxes were sealed and there was that's how we have now the seals on Mm. bottles and things and the safety caps because they weren't before you could just pick the bottle off the shelf and open it. one person basically look at it my favorite murder did a great episode on it it's but you look at that and tylenol you think this could be a disaster for them they went pull it all pull it all and destroy it we're starting over and from a public relations standpoint they won the day. Yeah. It was perfect. Everyone trusts Tylenol. So I think when a brand, say South by Southwest or an event, takes responsibility or Indian Wells and says, no, we're going to cancel it, I think they're making the right call. You know, So I think it's a good call to cancel some of those things. Yeah, um, and the event organizer has made the call. The brands don't have a choice in it, and they'll move on. Speaking of uh, uh, disasters like South by Southwest getting canceled, uh, what's your opinion on like fire festivals? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I think I had the same reaction as a lot of people when we watched that documentary. What the fuck? Like how it, it gave me anxiety. I, I mean, <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, anyone who was there. I shouldn't be laughing. But no. from an event 
planning standpoint and being on the agency side. But I think that's the thing. They yeah, didn't like, plan how, that event. Like, maybe it's because I have watched Kate do what Kate does for a very long time, and something like that would never have happened on your watch. Okay, now granted, the marketing was beautiful. Who wouldn't be intrigued and want to attend this festival? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they didn't have any of the infrastructure behind them and they were warned repeatedly by the experts that they had hired to produce this event it's not their it's not the production's fault yeah but it was you've um, got to have everything in place no i just i i i I was shocked that i'm rarely my speechless but that was a document actually there's two documentaries there were two and they were both amazing but Wow. So, so many lessons learned on what not to do. I, 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 yeah. Um, so for brands who maybe want to do a premiere, maybe they want to do something with the guild, you know, maybe they, you know, they want to do a festival. So what's your advice for brands who want to do an event? How do they, how do they get, you know, that great ROI and this great exposure and it ends up being a really positive experience versus whatever the hell happened at the fire festival. I would say don't start from scratch. Build onto something that already exists. You've got the infrastructure. What now, do you mean? Like the brand has their advertising or find an event that already exists versus starting a new one? An event that already exists. Okay. And if it's an established event, we'll say the Film Independent Spirit Awards. Okay. If that is in line with your brand goals, mm-hmm. your message, mm-hmm. this is a well-oiled machine. Uh, I see and what you're they, saying. The they, people they, doing it are experts. They're they're the experts. You come in, you have a discussion. Mm-hmm. What are your goals? What are you looking to do? Be creative. Think outside the box. I mean, one activation had a sponsorship mm-hmm. on site. They served pizzas being cooked on site with branded pizza boxes. Brilliant. Who would think of this? You know, outside the now. box. Exactly. It was fantastic. You get the best ROI. But if you have a clear message and you're organized. You mean you, you're launching a product or it's just. What's, you, what's your goal that day? You're very day. clear. You're very what clear. What you're communicating to your audience. You're very clear. Okay. What, just and you, you follow your fulfillment guide. And if you have all the steps under control, organized, one by one, day of, that's the icing on the cake. Day of, there's going to be things you can't control. Do you have weather, (laughs) right? Do you have a hospitality space on site? Are people going to come in? Are they going to stay? Are they going to make it so that they will? Don't leave it to chance. It's, you know, watching Kate do what Kate does. It's like watching her plan and execute like four royal weddings a year. Well, thank you. In terms of people, logistics. And I have to say, just by, you know, working with her professionally and being in her orbit, how much I've learned about events. Thank you. you. Well, control what you can, because at the end of the day, once you're on site, there's going to be things you can't control. Let go and let God. Exactly. And somebody we all know very well, there are no problems, only solutions. You got to think on your feet and you got to find the solutions because things will go wrong. Well, and it's really weird stuff, which... We're actually, we're going to do a whole episode about when shit goes sideways, like um, flowers getting stuck in customs, 
makes um, my eye twitch just guerrilla thinking about warfare. It. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Kate, anything else for brands and events? Tell no. us your best, best event execution. Well, they're like you know, it's Sophie's choice. They're your children. Um, no matter the event, that moment at the end of the day, at the end of the evening, when it's all come together and the team comes together mm-hmm. and there's that we did it moment, mm-hmm. there's a bit of that we survived it moment on right? some of them. What That's I, a feeling you chase. Yeah, and what I love about my role professionally is I usually come <laughs> gliding in <laughs> night of in a dress and heels, stand there with a drink and go, great party. Yeah. Um, but there's some things, even the but day if, I'm with if, the load in. Remember when we had to <laughs> that door frame trying to get a car in? That's happened more than once. <laughs> um, an inch to spare on either side of a car that you do not want to scratch. And you have a heart attack in the moment. You hold your breath. You almost pass out. And then when it makes it through the door, you cheer and you cry. <laughs> you know. That, and if if we can put everything together behind the scenes... Mm-hmm where you come in or a guest comes in talent your hosting comes in and they don't know there's been any problem exactly they think it's just that way all the time i say seamless a lot but never go into an event with like one person it's always casting so there'd always be a team of people so when comes in we roll in someone to help them out and then someone behind the scenes you know who's in the press room because sometimes clients go rogue Mm -hmm. and try and talk to talent so we go in, we make it look easy, but there's always sort of a game plan. Like, okay, we need someone. It's coverage. It's yeah. It's kind of like a football game where you here's the play, here's how it's going to go. And then you just kind of hope for the best. Like, we'll do seating, and then some other agency comes in and changes all the seats. You know, it's like there's always some little weird hiccups. So you just have to have a sense of humor and be flexible. There's hiccups. You have a good team if you have to be in five places at once you find a way to be in five places at once and that's part of the excitement and the adrenaline of it in the moment it might not feel that way but after the fact and at the end of the day especially for the events that we do if the client is happy that's first and foremost yeah did they get what was expected and they had a good experience they had a good experience they're happy there's your win and regardless of what the event is if it's doing something at Comic-Con, if it's doing something at E3, if it's doing something, you know, at a premiere, if it's auto show, I mean, if it's any of these events, you know, we always tend to talk a lot about film. And mm-hmm. the reason we say that is, I'd say majority of people have some sort of frame of reference for film. I'd say gaming's a little more nuanced, so right. is music, but we use film because it's a nice kind of, everyone experiences it. And I think you picked really good examples because um, even if you're the Unabomber, you probably know what the Oscars are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, so it's a good example of something I think everyone has a reference for. And let's be honest, part of the reason I love the Oscars so much is I, there was <laughs> part of the reason I love the Oscars so much. Award season's done for me. Ah. If I'm not involved in anything that day, that evening, hmm. I get to be the spectator and enjoy it. Okay. Let's oh, be that's honest. true. Like how many things you haven't been able to enjoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's different when you're there and and you can watch other award shows and think, oh, somebody's running around crazy right now. now with these events, are there categories or brands that just seem to work better? 
Because we talked about like with sampling or right. experiencing or if you're an event. To me, I mean, the spirits, obviously, because we're talking about people are celebrating. So exactly. having some sort of champagne it depends or spirit. On it makes the event, sense. Right. Alcohol, um, uh, automotive helps, mm-hmm. you know, get your VIPs there. Mm-hmm. Um, airlines are big, mm-hmm. a big one. Um, jewelry. But it depends on the event. Uh, we've worked with uh, clothing brands in the past yeah. that are sport related and have a long history of sports. So depends. Depends. Think of a tennis tournament. You know that might actually make sense. Okay, um, but what about depends? The diaper brand, or is that what you're saying? Um, oh, those would be amazing. Bad joke. Bad joke. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. No way. Um, excuse me. Ask me. I had to wear those things at Machu Picchu. <laughs> totally comfortable. Leave the brand name in. Yep. Absolutely. You have to sit there for how long? Of course, my mind goes to maybe a luxury jewelry client, and they're not going to want to be on a step and repeat with depends. Those oh, are that's interesting. Those are things we have but to also depends too. on the type of event. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a movie about that woman who drove to was she the astronaut who drove yeah, to florida was your boyfriend uh, but, but, but you know that is something to think about you know a jewelry sponsor maybe has rules where they can't be next to an uh, alcohol sponsor but there are events that are fitting for certain brands a and design company let's say in the art directors guild awards mm-hmm. um clothing with the costume designer guild awards it makes sense Everybody like, uh, likes a jewelry brand. Like Everyone this. wants to look pretty. Everybody wants talent dressed. And okay. some there are certain um, events and that more and more are starting to shy away from alcohol sponsors. Why? Because talent doesn't want their photo taken. Um, because they're to. in rehab or because they don't want some sort of implied endorsement? Both. <clears throat> okay. Both. Yeah. More and more where they're starting to shy away from being associated with that's really interesting i've mentioned before like i love um l'oreal events you just walk into the bathroom Mm. and they have that big big bin of Mm -hmm. the infallible lip lip gloss Mm -hmm. beyonce red that and you're a brand fan now it worked oh that's i I absolutely buy it so i was saying i've found more things at these events we're just kind of in the bathroom going and it makes perfect sense and then i needed lip gloss right i needed it and Someone did their job well. Absolutely. You have have an affinity for it now based on a good experience. Absolutely. Well, Kate, thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. This was fun. We should do a special about South by Southwest and stuff. Eric, thank you. Mm -hmm. So until next time, I'm Daphne and there's no Craig. And this is Entertainment Marketing Confidential.